What's going on, everybody? It's Austin back here with another episode of the Mindset Renovation Podcast. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Monday. I hope you're all having a productive week so far, and I hope your week is just going fantastic. Even though we're on the first day of the week, other than Sunday, I I just hope it's going fantastic so far, and I really hope the rest of your week goes amazing as well. So today, we're gonna be talking about change and the necessity of change. Now, a lot of, um, again, a lot of you are going to be blown away by some of the things I say, and a lot of you are going to disagree with what I say, but I ask, again, that you keep an open mind and really think and question what you believe now and see if what I'm presenting it makes sense to you. If you can fully comprehend it and make sense of it, then, then I, I, I've completed my mission, basically, and uh, it's... Again, this podcast is not its not meant to upset people. It's not meant to anger people. It's meant to help people open their minds and see a different side of things, a way that you may have never seen them before and a way that you may have never thought about them before. So, again, today we're talking about change and the necessity of change. Now, um... This is kind of the beginning of recreating and renovating the mindset that you currently have. Uh, It's kind of a step-by-step process about what you need to do to embrace change and get your mind ready to completely renovate it. Imagine a old house from, say, the 1920s, and you're renovating it to 2020 standards, right? It's got all the newest appliances. You've got nice light fixtures. You've got brand new fireplace. You've got heated floors. You've got inbuilt lights in the ceiling that are like LEDs and super bright, and you can control them with your phone, like crazy 2020 stuff, right? That is how we're going to envision your mind, but we have to get you to that point. We have to get you to those building materials and that foundation before we can get you on the right path to renovating your mind, to actually doing the renovation. Because when you're doing a house renovation, you can't just renovate a house without any of the materials and the tools. So that's kind of what I wanted this episode to be about. So... Something you gotta realize from the get-go is again, keeping an open mind is necessary. And something to think about, and the whole title of this is Change is Necessary. In order to get to a new uh, new you, and to creating a meaningful life, and to creating a life full of success, wealth, and happiness for you, your family, the people you love, the people you care about, and everyone else who you choose to influence change is necessary, you will get the same results you have been getting if you don't change. You can't become a millionaire unless you change your non-millionaire habits, your non-millionaire thinking. That's the whole point of the Mindset Renovation Podcast is to get you to understand there's other opportunities where you can make a lot of money, why making a lot of money is good, why wanting to be wealthy is a good thing, and why wanting to create massive amounts of wealth for you, your family, for others, and for your friends, your coworkers, whoever it may be. Why doing that is important and why it's something you should strive towards. That's the whole the whole idea of this podcast. So in the midst of that, in order to get to that point, you do have to be willing to change, be willing to keep an open mind, be willing to sit, question everything, question your beliefs, question what I'm telling you, question what your parents have told you, question what your friends believe, and question what everyone believes. Something I want you to think about too is... If you want to take advice from people who are not where you need to be, should be, or want to be in life, you're only going to get where they are at. They are at. So say I ask my dad, say, right, who's making $50,000 a year, and I'm like, oh, hey, how do I become successful? And he's like, oh, this is what you do. Step by step, he's like, go to college, get a degree in what you want, get a solid job, get a house, get married, all this other stuff, right? Make $50,000 a year, or like, this is how you become successful. Well, why are you going to take success advice from someone who's not where you're at? 
And now a lot of people are going to come in here and be like, oh, well, Austin, you don't make millions of dollars. You're not a multimillionaire. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast and at the beginning of the entire series, I, again, I pull all of my information from people who are doing what I want to do. And for people who are millionaires, from people who run multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar companies, I pull all this information from them and what they teach. And again, the whole point of me bringing it to you is simplifying it so you understand it and you get a better comprehensive view of wealth and success and life and happiness and how to get to that point where you're following your passion. You can make a lot of money while doing it and helping other people while doing it, which is the most important part. So change is necessary if you're going to ever get to that point. If you're ever even going to start changing your mindset, if you're ever even going to start making a million dollars a year, $10 million a year, a billion dollars a year, whatever you want to make, wherever you want to get to financially, emotionally, physically, mentally, wherever it may be, change is necessary because you can't get to there if you stay where you're at now. You're just going to get the same results and you can't follow what other people tell you because you're just going to get to where they are at. Unless you're following what the billionaires and the millionaires tell you, then you're definitely going to get to where they're at. It's like having your own mentor. If you just follow that path, it's worked for them, it may work for you, but you have to do it in your own way. That's something else to realize that you can't copy another millionaire and expect to get where they're at or expect to have the same success because you're a different person and you have different passions in them. If you try to force yourself to love real estate and you try to become a multi-million dollar real estate investor or a real estate broker, you're probably not gonna get there because you don't love real estate because you're forcing yourself to love it. But if you genuinely love it, then by all means, follow that path. So what I would encourage you to do is first search for your passions, find them, find your one that you know you could do for the rest of your life. Still have other ones that you explore and have side ventures in, but focus on that main one for the first five to 10 years until it's really running smoothly. Find someone in that industry who is a multimillionaire or a billionaire and follow their path, follow what they did, try to get in touch with them and become their mentee. Now it's very unlikely, unfortunately, that you will become one of their mentees as they'll charge for it, or you have to work for them to do it, which 100% worth it, but a lot of you are not gonna be in the position to pay thousands of dollars a month just to be mentored by someone. Granted, all of the information would be worth it, but not a lot of people are in that financial situation right now, especially young people like myself. Millennials don't have a lot of money as it is, so that's the kind of the generation that we need to push towards wealth and push towards success. So, when you when you find that person in your industry and your passion, follow their steps, follow what they did, and make sure you follow to the T how they did that. Now, obviously you're gonna have to, you're gonna face different challenges than them because you're gonna have a different situation. It's just how reality is. You're a different person, you're gonna pursue different things inside of that field that are gonna provide different outcomes than what they got. But the general consensus is that you wanna learn from that successful person in that passion. So uh, something else you have to realize is change is a good thing. Change is something I was scared of for a very long time. I was so terrified of doing anything but what I knew because I felt so comfortable. And part of change is going outside of your comfort zone to do things you've never done before or to do things that you thought previously impossible or previously disheartening or previously not you. You have to be willing to do that. And that's a part of the change process. Change is a very good thing as long as it's a good change. If you're changing by going and smoking crack every day, that's obviously not going to be a good change. But if you're changing and you get a second job and you're increasing your income by getting that second job, then that's a good change because you're increasing your income. Now, I would say get a second job by starting your own business and increase your income that way. But if you're not in the position to do that, or for whatever reason, if you don't have the capability right now to go and 
either get a second job or start a business right this second, just focus on your mindset. That's the first thing you need to focus on is changing how you think before you can even get into starting that business. So you have some time because you can't launch into business, you can't launch into your passion until you actually have a correct mindset to follow it through and you can hit the ground running as opposed to struggling like so many people do. So change is a good thing. Change is necessary and it's good. It's something that's going to benefit you as long as you're going in the correct direction. All right, now there's some steps of change that I want to go over and I want to go a little bit in depth on these steps. So number one, you have to realize your current situation. You have to realize where you are at now, where you're financially at, where you're mentally at, where you're emotionally at, and where you're physically at. That means your physical health, that means your mental health, your financial health, and your emotional health. You have to take all of these factors into consideration. What I would recommend doing is taking a legal pad, taking a notepad or a notebook, or even on your phone, writing down financial situation, mental situation, emotional situation, physical situation, and go in depth, in detail, and really assess your life and where you're at in your current state, financially, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Financially, you can say, okay, I work a nine to five job, I make this much per year, I have a good relationship with my coworkers, I don't have a good relationship with my coworkers, I hate my job, I have three jobs, I have a kid, whatever it may be in the financial situation, like I I live in a shitty apartment, I live in a fantastic apartment, whatever it may be, go in depth in detail in your financial situation. And you wanna do this for your financial, mental, emotional, and physical. Mental, like do you have ADHD, do you have OCD, do you have bipolar disorder, do you have uh, anxiety disorder, what what other things do you have that are affecting you uh, mentally, and what how is your mental state right now? Where do you see what do you see success as? What have your parent or what has affected you in your life, telling you what success is, or whatever it may be mentally that you can think of? Just go in depth, in detail, and really observe your life from a third person perspective and write those things down. It'll help to get it from your mind onto the paper because then you can visually see your situation and then a lot of people will start to realize, I don't like my situation right now. A lot of the times we get so caught up in the day-to-day doing everything, the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. And a lot of the times it's it causes us to lose sight of where we're at so reevaluation constantly and really evaluating and realizing where you're at in the moment, what your situation is, is so important. I can use my own life as an example of this. I started getting into entrepreneurship and business about two years ago, so in 2017. Um, it's a little over two and a half now. So. 2017, I started getting into business entrepreneurship. My first video I ever watched is why college is a scam or like, um, there was some documentary I watched about how college debt does this, how you really don't get a job out of high school or how to, out of college and how, how that's turned America into a worker society instead of a society of free thinkers and business owners that produce a better environment for the capitalist economy that we have. So, also I just scratched my leg a bunch and now I'm bleeding, so this is, this is fantastic. Uh, Hold on one second, I'll be right back. All right, I'm back, that was really dramatic. Just started bleeding in the middle of the podcast. That's a 10 out of 10, would do that again. Anyways, as I was saying, uh, the bi- the first video I ever watched that got me into business was, it was about college and how college is like a waste of time and how you spend all this money, you go for four years, you don't even get a job out of college and the job that you do get, most people hate and regret and so they try to go back to college, get in more debt and then they never retire. Uh, that was kind of the gist of the documentary that I watched. and. It's it woke me up to the idea of like this makes sense like why are we going to college because we're told to go to college why don't we think for ourselves as the new generation and really start to come to a realization that it's not necessarily the best path to go to college not everybody needs to do that 
And a lot of the times that's a bad path for a lot of people that just ends in a lot of financial trouble and a lot of wasted time in life. And I don't think you should waste time. It's the most valuable thing that you possess is time. You have only so much of it. It's like a savings account that you can never add to. It's only so much and you can only withdraw and you withdraw every day, every minute, every second of every day. You're withdrawing from that bank account. And so that's why it's so valuable. It's even more valuable than money. And a lot of people say time is money. Time is more than money. Time is more valuable than money. And that was something I, I realized. I was like, you know, college is not for me. I don't, I don't want to go to college. Like, I don't, like my plan was to go to a major university that we have here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that because that's what my mom told me to do. And that, that's what everybody else is doing. And these other people have nice jobs and pretty decent cars and nice houses and stuff like that. So I, I should go do that. Like, that makes sense. But once I watched that documentary, I really launched from that point and started diving into questioning everything I had ever been taught and really realizing the the fact that I was wrong about a lot of things and a lot of the things I had been shown a lot of the things that were told to me were not correct and they didn't work for me it didn't make sense to me so that was me coming to the realization of my mental situation and my view on success and what happened with that is a lot of it stemmed into me learning all these things, continually learning, and then I came to the realization in my life, I was like, oh, I come to a lot of realizations. <laughs> I came to the realization, I was like, oh, I need to stop learning and start doing. I need to start taking action, otherwise none of these things that I want, none of these things that I envision for myself are going to happen. Like if I don't do anything, I'm not going to get anywhere. I can read books and watch videos, watch documentaries, watch these entrepreneurs all day long, but if I don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. So I started trying to resell sneakers. I started trying to do just random little things. Um, I started a Shopify store, two of them actually. First one failed miserably. Second one also failed miserably. Um, I've had a bad experience with Shopify. I bought a course from someone, $200, he scammed me. He basically gave all the same exact basic information that I found on YouTube already. That was also useless and did not help me at all. Um, yeah, he uh, ruined Shopify for me, and I would probably never do Shopify again unless I had someone teach it to me, show it to me hands-on for free, and could show me tangible results in hand, like in person. That's the only instance where I would do Shopify again because of the experiences that I had with it. I tried doing Shopify. I What else did I try doing? I tried doing... What else did I get into? It's hard to remember because there's so many things in the first year that really like, that I really delved into. I didn't focus on one thing. And it was so weird because it came in spurts. And like I was talking about a minute ago, it we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day grind and the day-to-day like day-to-day -day life because it's such a routine and our brain becomes so used to it it's such a routine that keeps us going and yet we don't realize actively where we're at in life and we never really measure our goals and where we want to be. We're always just looking in the now and never looking into the future or we're never looking at the now from a third party view or third party, pers third party perspective. We're always looking at it from the first person and like, this is what's going on right now in my life. This is what I'm doing. And we get caught up in that and we don't take an overall view. We don't take that wide angle lens and we don't observe ourselves emotionally, financially, emo mentally, or physically. So that's something that you have to do is you have to come to a full realization of where you're at in your life right now. 
something else you have to do that kind of ties in with that is you have to realize that you are in each of those situations because of you. No one else but you put you in that situation, whether it be financial, mental, emotional, or physical. You are the only person who is in control of your life directly. Other people can influence your life, but in the end, you make the decisions in your life, what happens to you, how your life plays out, and whether or not you're successful in whatever you may do. So, all of your situations are because of you, and they are your fault. If you're in a bad situation, that is because of you. Well, Austin, I... I'm homeless, like I I got kicked out of my apartment and I lost my job in the same month. That's not my fault. Yeah, it is. You got kicked out of your apartment probably for some reason that was caused by you. Or you got, you lost your job probably for some reason that was caused by you. And then people will come back and they'll retaliate and they'll say, well, well, Austin, I, I, I lost my job because the company made budget cuts and the company went bankrupt. Like, how can I control that? You can control it by having another job. You can control it by running your own business so you don't even have to have a job. So in that instance, it is still your fault because you didn't. You failed to do something to make sure that you had a backup plan if that first thing didn't work because you had so much faith in that first thing because everybody told you to because everybody said, okay, yeah, do this and you'll be fine for the rest of your life. They never factor in the things that may or may not happen, like bankruptcy in a company, and you get fired, and now you're homeless because you got kicked out of your apartment. Say the apartment burnt down. You could have lived in a better place where the apartment would have not gotten burned down and had better fire protection, or in a place near a fire station so they would have prevented the burn down from happening. Or if you would have had more money from a business or a second job, you could have afforded to move into a new place immediately. You have to draw everything back to yourself and realize that even if it may not seem like your fault, you have to think of a way to where it could be your fault. When you take full responsibility of your decisions, full responsibility of your situation, and you say, this is because of me and no one else and no nothing else, no thing has caused this. Nobody has caused this. No disease, no environmental disaster, no president, no governor, no brother, no sister, no mother, no friend, no girlfriend, no pet. Nothing has caused your situation but you. Your decisions put you in the place that you are right now. Every one of your decisions that you've made in your life has brought you to this point. Each one has a different path when you have a decision to make. One path will take you to another split fork in the road. That will take you to another one and another one. Each one of those has led you to where you're at now. Some are relative to your future and where you're going to be like some of the big things that you do now, but it also may be little things like the habits you form now, like say staying up until 3 a.m. or not getting up until 12 p.m. every day. Those things are habits that are gonna affect you for the rest of your life. Your decisions put you in the place that you're in right now. You have to take complete responsibility for your situation and for your actions. Everything is your fault. And that's not to be a negative thing. That's to be a positive thing because when you have full control over your life and you realize that, and you realize that I am here because of me and no one else, and I control my destiny, my situation, and my life, when you realize that, you are more free than you have ever been. Because then you have so much more control than the average person who blames things on everybody. Another thing the wealthy do. The wealthy take full responsibility, even if it may not seem like their fault. Take full responsibility for their situation, and the poor do not. The poor blame, 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 blame. I got fired from my job. My manager's stupid. I, I lost a kid. Uh, the doctors weren't good enough. I wrecked my car. The idiot was driving drunk. I, I, I fell off a boat and broke my leg, and now I'm in a cast for six weeks. Whatever it may be, it may seem impossible for it to be your fault, but every decision you make has led you to where you're at right now and where you will be. 
when you fully come into realization of that and you get past the part of that that's disappointing because that, that is a disappointing feeling it's a it's a depressing feeling to feel like that to feel like everything is your fault but when you realize that and you get past that part and you see the reality of it and you see the good that comes from it, this is where the positivity comes in play. When you see the positive aspects of taking full responsibility for all of your situations, financial, mental, emotional, and physical, you become so much more free than you ever could by blaming it on someone else. Because when you blame it on someone else, your life is in their hands at that point. Your life is in the hands of the president. Your life is in the hands of your brother. Your life is in the hands of your boyfriend who beats you. Your life is in the hands of your boss who hired you and now is firing you even though you're the best employee. Your life is in their hands and you might as well blame everything on everybody and become a nobody. Take responsibility for things that may not even seem like they are your fault and you will have an open, free mind. You will feel horrible at first when you realize, okay, when you start blaming yourself for everything. But it'll ultimately be freeing because you'll have full control over all of the situations that you're in. You can't blame other people and you have to take responsibility for things that seem out of your control. When you have a situation and an outcome has come about, you have to retrace your steps and you have to see how your actions could have led to that situation. You have to look at every possibility. And the way I draw most of mine back is back to money and if I started a business. And I don't use it as a tool to put myself down. I don't use it as a negative thing to put myself down. I use it as a, I use it as a building block. I use it as a learning mechanism. Like, okay, this bad thing happened or this good thing happened. If this bad thing happened, I should have started a business to financially prevent this bad thing. And a lot of the stuff, a lot of your problems you would find out, you'll find out once you start doing this, a lot of the situations you get in could be solved with your financial situation being better. When you, find, you're, when you focus on that financial situation, ultimately your mental, emotional, and physical situation can fall in line. So here, let me give you an example of that. Mental situation, say you're struggling with depression, anxiety, a lot of things that are really oppressing your life mentally. You, if you increased your, if you increased your income, and made a better financial situation for yourself, you could afford a really good therapist who helps you get over those problems and helps you become mentally successful. Let's think about it from an emotional perspective. Same thing emotionally. You can get a better therapist or get a good therapist who's going to emotionally build you up or go out with friends and like spend time with good people and afford to do that if you increase your income or change your financial situation for the better. That would help your emotional status. Now, if say you are 400 pounds, right? And you don't make very much money, so you can't afford a gym membership. Well, you could change your physical state if you changed your emo your financial state. You change that financial state, it solves so many problems that you can have in these other three states, these other three situations. So when you increase your finances, you can increase your mental situation. You can improve your finances, you improve your mental situation, you can improve your emotional situation, and you can improve your physical situation. You can also improve your social situation and a bunch of other situations. But I would say the four main ones are financial, mental, emotional, and physical. And those are the four main ones that pertain just to you. Now, when you trace back your steps and realize how your actions led to that situation, you take full responsibility, you become way more free because of that, and then you start to become more in control of your life, and then you start to get the things you want because you start to be able to map out, okay, if I do this, this, and this, I'll get this result because I did this, this, and this before and I got the opposite result. So you can flip it around and manifest things for yourself and command things from the universe and take that for yourself because you have that freedom and know your life is not in the hands of anyone else because you're not blaming your situation on anyone else but you. When you have full control and full responsibility of your situation, 
you are in control in that situation completely. And that's a very freeing thing. Another process to change is making commitments. Um, commitments were very hard for me and still are. It's one of my major, major struggle areas. Um, especially consistency. Consistency has been very difficult for me because like I was talking about before, I get caught up in the day-to-day actions of my life and I put business as the side thing. I'm trying to, at this point in my life, merge them together. So I think about business and what I want to do with my life and my passions every day, all day. And I just breathe, live, eat and sleep business and sleep this stuff. Like I want to be completely involved in this and I want it to be completely involved in me. You have to make commitments to change. Of course, we've talked about that. To be persistent means never giving up, never backing down, never giving up on your life because someone tells you to or because you get down because something's not working out. Because life has hills. Not all entrepreneurs are just a straight upward slope. It's like a stock chart. It goes up, it goes down. It goes up really high, it crashes down to the bottom. Or you're basically dirt. It does that to you. Because it's life. And entrepreneurship is going to be harder than if you took the easy path of going to college. Entrepreneurship is not easy. It's never meant to seem easy either. Now, granted, the starting part of not having to go to college and not having to get, not having the challenge of getting a job right out of college, that part makes it easier. But everything else, like building the business, finding your passion, working with people you love, caring for the people you love, financially providing for them on something that you hope is what is going to work, that is the hard part. And it, it's, it's every day. It's every single day. So you have to be persistent. Now you need to be open and really receptive to learning things and keeping an open mind, but you also have to be cautious. Remember how I was talking about before how you can't take advice from people who are not where you're at or where you want, not where you're at, but where you want to be. You always want to take advice from people who are where you want to be or even further than that, who are beyond your wildest dreams. Like say you want to be a big CEO like Tim Cook, right? Of Apple. Say you want to be at that level. Well, I would encourage you to 10x that and want to be Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon making multiple billions of dollars per year in his own personal income. I would I would encourage you to reach further. Pursue those. Continue to build and improve. Now, you have to make a commitment to finding your passion. We've talked about this uh, last episode, I believe, how finding your passion is so, 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 so vital. And if you don't really take five years at least or just a couple of years, it's variable for different people. Five years is, I would say, the average. But if you don't take a couple of years to actually search and explore a bunch of different options and find your true passion and find what you love, which you can find multiple, again, there's multiple passions you can have, but there's only going to be that one that you love more than anything. And you know, you could do every second, every minute of every day for the rest of your life. Once you find that you can launch from there and really delve into that passion and create a business out of it. And that's something we will get on to in later episodes, but that's very far down the line. You have to never quit pushing. This goes along with persistence. You also have to be able to accept failure and learn from that failure. Like I was talking about before, life and entrepreneurship especially is very much like a stock chart. It goes up and down. It's how you handle your failures and how you learn from them that affects it. You have to make a commitment to consistently build on and improve yourself. So this is something I was talking about before about how in the wealthy and poor episode, I was talking about how the wealthy improve on themselves and invest in themselves. What I mean by that is investing in books to increase your knowledge. Um, Ty Lopez, a lot of you probably know who he is. He's very popular on YouTube for his YouTube ads, his here in my garage video, everything like that. He's very popular entrepreneur. 
he reads a book a day, or he attempts to. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but he reads a book a day. He's read hundreds, if not thousands of books, and I would recommend you try to follow that path. Now, reading a book a day is very difficult for most people because a lot of us have jobs that we have to do, and we don't have the time every day. We don't make the time to read a book every day because it's not physically possible for us to do in most situations. So I would recommend trying to read a book a month. That's 12 books a year. You do that for five years, that's, what is that? That's 30 plus books? No, that's not 30, that's not 30 books. What am I talking about? Five years, I'm so stupid. I. It's a lot of books. <laughs> and then you double that over the next couple of years and you just keep reading and keep investing in your own knowledge because the more you do that, for one, your vocabulary is going to be increased. And two, you're going to come up with ideas and find and explore passions that you may have never thought possible before. Also, that involves buying courses from people that you trust, millionaires, entrepreneurs that you trust, who want to teach you something or teach you how to build a business. But the first thing you have to do which I don't know why there's not more entrepreneurs doing this. The only one who I see really doing this is Sam Ovens. Very, very good entrepreneur. By far, probably my number one favorite entrepreneur. Um, really look up to that guy. Go check him out on YouTube. He's not very popular. He has about a quarter million subscribers. He's very low in sub count, but that's because he doesn't post a lot. But if you read, watch his videos and you understand his philosophy, you'll understand why. Very... That dude's a genius. He's like Jeff Bezos level genius. He is insanely smart. Anyways, he teaches mindset training. He has mindset course, a mindset course involved with his consulting course that he does. But a big portion of that, like the first two weeks out of seven, I think is just dedicated to mindset training and getting your mind in the right place to succeed because that's what a lot of big entrepreneurs skip over. They skip over the part about mindset training and they just go directly to starting a business. That's what I'm trying to do for you guys is bring you to that level of mindset training and realizing this is where your mindset has to be before you can actually even start the business because it's going to fail miserably if you're not in the right mindset for it. You can't have a worker's mindset and be a millionaire. It's not possible. So you have to commit to impacting other people in a positive way. Um, again, that can be monetary, that can be emotionally, um, whatever it may be. You have to commit to impacting other people in a positive way because the money's good. The money's wonderful. Like That's going to be something where you can buy nice cars, you can buy nice houses, take your family on nice trips, buy a yacht, whatever you want to spend your money on. That's all fine and good. But if you're not impacting people in a positive way in your life, then there was no point to any of it. You also have to make a commitment to keeping things simple. I, I talk about a lot of complicated things. I talk about a lot of things that are going to overload your brain. And in the end, entrepreneurship and business are simple. You just have to break it down. You have to break it down to the base thing. What is business? It's taking a product or service and giving it to someone who needs that product or service. So you have to make a commitment to keeping things simple. You have to make a commitment to realizing that your brain can be trained but not trusted until you have trained it. Now, I'm going to go into here just a second uh, what I mean by that, but let's take a quick break. All right, welcome back. Uh, thank you so much for staying tuned for that little short break there. Just had to give a quick shout out to the Anger Podcast. Really appreciate you staying there for that. Now, uh, what was I going to say? Okay, so your brain can be trained. Your brain can be tamed. Your brain, a lot of people think that, oh, I'm not in control of the thoughts I think. I'm not in control of the things that my brain brain processes when in a lot of instances you are but because you've gotten such a habit or what I like to call a base instinct which I'll get into in later episodes it's uh which also that's not my term that is something I got from Sam Ovens just to give full credit so 
you've created these base instincts, these things that you do automatically because it's all you've known and all you've done time after time after time and after time. You can change those things. And when you change your brain and you change how your brain thinks and how your brain works, you change whether or not you're going to become successful. Now, your brain can't be trusted until you change those things, which again, we'll go a little bit more into that and a little bit more into training your brain in later episodes. You have to make a commitment to do that though. You have to make a commitment to changing your brain and to realizing that your brain can't be trusted until you do change it. Now, you also have to make a commitment to always reaching higher. If you aren't always reaching to improve yourself every day, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, and all these other situations that you have, if you aren't making that constant commitment to changing yourself in those areas, then you're not going to get anywhere because without constant improvement, you're going to stay in one place because you're going to fall into that habit. But if you constantly improve, you can't fall back on that. Now you can fail. You can obviously break routines. You can obviously stop doing things for a while and you can obviously lose sight. But as long as you consistently improve from there and always try to make your life better in those areas, you're going to succeed. One final commitment that you have to make, and now this is just a pretty short list, but this is the ones that I could think of in the moment. Uh, you have to live a life full of achievements. You want to make that commitment to yourself. And you want to make a commitment to live a successful life. Because you, when you look at yourself from that outside perspective that we were talking about, you only get one life. When you fully realize that, then you realize how important it is to have a life full of achievements and have a life full of good deeds for others, for yourself, for your family, and for your kids. You need to have success and achievements in your life that you can die okay and proud of the life that you've built. The worst thing, the thing that everyone should fear, and that should be the only thing you fear, is dying with regret. Or worse yet, living with regret. Because if you regret not taking actions that you could have taken before and not changing how you think to become more successful and make more money and impact more people and build a new business, if you regret that, those things, you'll come to the realization that you can't go back and change them. Once you spend that money in that time savings account, you cannot get it back. You can't get a single second back. Once it's gone, it is gone. So don't die or live with regret. Something else that is involved in the process of change is not wavering. This goes a very long, very much along hand in hand with persistence. You have to be committed to not wavering, to not changing your path, to being completely 100% focused. And actually, I believe that's what the next episode is going to be about, is focus and how that's a very key cornerstone of your mindset when we start going into mindset talk. You can't waver. You have to focus on that thing for a very long extended period of time and really making sure that that is your goal. That is the thing you have to drive towards every single day and you can't let any distractions get in your way. But again, we'll go more into that in the next episode. You can't lose sight of that goal. You have to remind yourself of it every single day. Every single goal that you make, you wanna remind yourself of those goals. And you want to create a list and look at it every single day. Recite it out loud every single day. That has immensely helped me realize where I want to be and where I need to be. And it reminds you, because you will forget, you would think, oh, I can remind myself once a week. I, I won't forget that. You'll forget. You'll forget the day after you reminded you. You'll forget a few hours after you reminded yourself. Because your brain is not trained for success yet. Which I'm hoping to help you do, is train your brain for success. Now, you want to 
ensure that you're gonna make your life meaningful. Again, this goes hand in hand with the life full of achievements. You wanna make sure that your life is gonna mean something so when you die, you don't die with regret. Or at the end of your life, you don't wanna live with regret. You wanna make sure, again, that you change other people's lives, not just your own. Again, the money is good, but if you don't change other people's lives or help other people, then the money's worthless. And a big thing about changing other people's lives uh, and other people, I also, like, I also mean your family, like future generations of your bloodline, your kids, your wife, their kids, their kids' kids, their kids' cousins. Like, you want to be able to create generational wealth that provides for those generations for years to come into the future so that should anything happen in the future catastrophically to the world's economy, to the world's environment, whatever it may be, they are secure because they have the financial stability to be secure and be safe. You want to make sure your bloodline lives as long as possible and you can do that with financial security. And building these, these, these pillars for them to hold on to when they need them. And a lot of it does boil down to wealth. And when you realize that, hey, becoming wealthy isn't just about me. It's about my family. It's about my kids. It's about my grandchildren, my great, 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 great grandchildren who a hundred years from now are going to be flying around in Tesla spaceships going, taking a little vacay to Mars. It's probably going to happen. I bet you a hundred million dollars it does. I'll probably win that bet. And then that's how I'll actually get rich. Who knows? Uh, Someone's going to figure out time travel, come back and be like, you were right. I listened to your podcast from a hundred years ago. Here's a hundred million dollars. It's worthless in my time. That's how much a McDonald's cheeseburger costs. They don't even have McDonald's in a hundred years. Who knows? They might. Their food will never go bad. So it's very possible that there will be McDonald's in a hundred years. No, they'll come back. Time travel will be like, here's your hundred million, hundred million dollars. Uh, you're welcome. And then that's how I'll get rich. Oh, I'm predicting it now. Anyways, um, so just talking about change and again, how it's so necessary, like I can't stress that enough. You have to be willing to change consistently and constantly and constantly improving on yourself and your situations in order to get to where you want to be and take yourself from where you're at now and your, and your situation now to your ideal situation and where you envision yourself being in five, 10 years or at the end of your life, whatever the time frame may be. So I think it takes a lot of courage to be willing to go outside of the norm because when you start to change your mind and you start to talk about peop talk to people about how you're not going to go to college or how you're not going to do this and you're going to find your passion and start a business and become a multimillionaire everybody's going to be like well, why are you doing that that's such a stupid decision that's that doesn't make any sense like you're not going to do that you there's no way you're going to do that only a few people are that lucky and then you're going to look in their face and you're going to tell them hey it ain't luck it's not luck it's not it's dedication it's taking that time out of your day every single day to find that passion to work towards it and when you find it building a business that can create you multiple millions of dollars to provide for you your family and the people you love and even random people charities again homeless people whatever it may be whatever your heart desires you can look them in the eye and be like when i in 10 years am making 100 million dollars a year you can come back and tell me that i shouldn't have done it and that's what I faithfully tell everyone who doubts me. I'm like, I'll see you in 10 years. Because I know where I'm going to go. A lot of people live without direction. I have a direction. You can have a direction too. But you have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to take yourself to a different level than where you're at now. You have to be willing to give up what you know. What you believe is true. And be willing, be willing more than anything to make that commitment to consistently improving yourself and changing. 
it's um it's a difficult thing to do but it's definitely worth it all right so little wrap up here um, again, this whole episode was just about how change is very necessary and how there's those, those, uh, those five main steps to change. Remember, realizing your sit- current situation, financial, mental, emotional, and physical. Um, realizing that you are here because of you and only you. Being willing to make commitments. Being willing to not ever waver. And never losing sight of the goal. Those are kind of the five very simple, broken down steps of change that you have to take in order to get yourself ready to get into the mindset of a millionaire, a multimillionaire, or even a billionaire. Those are the, I would say, the key ones that have helped me, the key ones that have been very influential in changing my life. And I think they would really help you too. Again, listen over the podcast again. Take notes if you need to, you know, study on these things. Think about them. Contemplate them. Ponder them. Again, I want you to get a full realization of everything I've talked about here. Um, and know I went kind of quick through it. And I was just trying to explain everything the best I could. But I hope you were able to gather a lot of value and a lot of good things from it. So I I do appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Um, If you did enjoy it, please, please, please share it with one of your friends. Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be, share it with them. Help them open their mind to help them start to realize where they're at. Help them start to understand, hey, like I, I need to change some things about my life and I want to be successful. I want to have life full of meaning. I want to have a life that I can say, I made it. Damn, I'm so proud of what I did in the 80-something years that I lived. You want your friends and family and everyone else to feel like that, right? Share the podcast, let them listen to it, and decide for themselves what they're going to do and what they take from it. I really do appreciate everybody listening. I hope everyone has a great rest of their week, whether you have work or school or whatever it may be. I hope it's a good week for you. Again, be productive. Try to get as many things done as possible. Clean the house. Do your homework quickly. Be more productive at work. Get that extra sale if you're in a sales job or I don't know, groom that extra pet if you're a pet groomer. Who knows? Uh, There's someone out there. There's someone out there. I appreciate you very much for taking the time out of your day because I, out of anyone, realizes how valuable time is. I realize so very much how valuable time is. And I value your time just as I know you value your own time. And that's why I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. Again, if you did enjoy it, please share it on all of your social media platforms. Even if you share it on MySpace, I'm sure someone like my grandma will go on there and see it, but maybe not. My grandma's on Facebook, so she's she's with the times, guys. Don't let anyone ever tell you that old people can't work computers, because my grandma's got it. She is an IT support professional. Like, she helps people with financial aid, uh, why did I say IT support? She helps people with financial aid. She takes calls all day and works on a computer all day. I'm very impressed. She's, I think, in her 60s or something like that, uh, maybe closer to 70s. And, yeah, she works with computers all day. I'm blown away by that. So, anyways, guys, thank you so much again for listening. I really did hope you do hope you enjoyed. Hope you got a lot of value from this podcast, and I hope you stay tuned for the next one coming out next Monday. It's going to be a good one. The next one is about focus. I love I love this topic. It's one of my favorite cornerstones of the mindset. So, we're going to go into that very in-depth next podcast. It might run a little bit longer than an hour, but we'll see. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, taking the time out of your day. Everyone have a great week. Signing off, it's Austin with the Mindset Renovation Podcast. Peace.